Top of the morning, it's a brand new day. I am Roger Dickerman, a fitness and wellness strategist. RD3 is a personal challenge. Input something positive, output something productive, and activate the body every day, no matter what. Today is day 39, episode 39, and the beat goes on. I want to lead today with a reverse shout out, the opposite of a shout out, a shout down to YouTube CEO who said yesterday, quote, anything that would go against the World Health Organization recommendations would be a violation of our policy, end quote. And by extension, that means that these videos would be then removed or this content would then be removed from YouTube. Why is that concerning? Why is that a shout down? While I'm not doubting the WHO's intent, and I don't subscribe to the conspiracy theories about them, to any real conspiracy theories about them, the reality is the organization does have bureaucratic layers. They do have political considerations and allies, and that makes them slow to act and not immune to mistakes. They were originally in error on and then slow to declare human-to-human transition of transmission of COVID, and they were slow in switching to the pandemic classification. Good information existed out of Taiwan that was passed over due to relations with China. So for YouTube to declare anything at odds with them to be worth of censorship, to be worthy of censorship, is extremely troubling to me. It's common during crises to have civil liberties challenged. This is an important part of history, of world history, and it's a cycle as old as time. Fear and danger allows organizations and governments to overstep, to exchange perceived safety for a loss of personal freedom. For example, a $1,200 stimulus check in exchange for routing billions to trillions of dollars to bailouts and buybacks. It often starts with little things that set a precedent, which then cracks the door to bigger things down the road. I've seen a ton of blowback uh, in the moment against YouTube for doing this, for stating this, and for beginning censorship, and I hope it continues. You know, as quacky as some people are, Uh, as conspiracy-centric as some people are, as downright shystery as some people are, they should all be allowed to speak. I believe, personally, the answer to be education, not censorship. Leadership, not censorship. I think if we're getting uh, the right leadership and the right education from the tops of these organizations, government levels, the nation, then the rest takes care of itself. Our challenge, input something positive, output something productive, and activate the body. Let's go into input. Uh, I promise I'm going to get to some good wellness stuff in a moment, but I just want to stay on this topic because, well, it's taken over my mind this morning. So a few choice quotes and prompts this morning on censorship and its dangers. This one from Harry S. Truman, President Truman, in a special message to Congress in 1950, quote, once a government is committed to the principle of silencing the voice of opposition, it has only one way to go, and that is down the path of increasingly repressive measures until it becomes a source of terror to all its citizens and creates a country where everyone lives in fear, end quote. Let's go to another president in 1960, John F. Kennedy, JFK, quote, we must know all facts and hear all alternatives and listen to all criticisms. Let us welcome controversial books and controversial authors, for the Bill of Rights is the guardian of our security as well as our liberty. End quote. 
And lastly, if you don't want to go the presidential route, let's go to the creator of Game of Thrones, George R.R. Martin, quote, when you tear out a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You are only telling the world that you fear what he might say, end quote. Thanks for indulging me on this topic of censorship. Now let's move it right along into output something productive. A more positive shout out this morning to Christy for sending over something that jives very well with our thought process here on RD3. She sent me something called a coping calendar and it's from actionforhappiness.org. It's this really neat color-coded 30-day calendar. It lists and inspires an action each day and it makes it applicable to any month of the year. A couple examples, take five minutes to, to five minutes to sit still and breathe, or another day, send a letter or a message to someone who can't be with you. This is our message, right? Taking small action daily, taking real action daily. That little bit of proactivity instead of all reactivity. And reactivity, we know, is made so easy these days due to the hurricane of information charging at us each day. It's impossible to control everything or even most things, but when you take the reins on a few things, a few actions, it really does feel like a shortcut to mental happiness and to feelings of self-efficacy. So Christy, thank you for sending over that calendar. I'm sure there are other things like it out there. Obviously, RD3 is built for it. Find your own way to take those small actions and feel like you're doing something in this crazy world that you can control today. And lastly, activate the body. I broke out my jump rope yesterday and man, did it feel good. And in fact, it got me thinking. My own personal fitness peak was at age 25, I would say. There's nothing magical about that specific age, but I was out of the financial world. I had fewer stressors in my life. I had less responsibilities in my life. And I devoted a large chunk of my energy to climbing my fitness Mount Everest. One thing in that climb that I did with great benefit was a lot of jump rope. I would scatter it throughout the week. And in fact, I had this one mega midweek jump rope high intensity session. Um, I look back on that. I said, hey, you know what? Jump rope is translatable into my routine today. I've been uh, running the trails out here with great success, but not really differentiating my cardiovascular output beyond that. And I thought, hey, you know what? Let's bring in that jump rope. So I have a crazy idea for you, and we can even call it a challenge. Learn to jump rope on quarantine. What better time? If you can't jump rope at all, I challenge you to learn an every other jump meaning jump, jump, skip, jump, jump, skip. If you can somewhat jump rope, I challenge you to simply get smoother and improve your pace in single jumps. If you can jump really well already, I challenge you to learn a double under. And of course, if you're some kind of ridiculous expert that is far out of the reaches of this conversation, well, you can take some sort of a double under challenge or even work towards triple unders. Jump rope is a great tool to have in your toolbox. Uh, It's a cheap piece of equipment. It's a travel-friendly piece of equipment. Uh, And once we can all travel again, it's a great thing to, uh, to use for years to come. So think about it today. My prompt, my challenge, learn or excel at your form of jump roping. 
All right, my friends, like I said, you know, I've taken some, some periods of time to poke at serious topics, right? I mean, my goal as a fitness and wellness strategist at the end of the day is to get you as physically well and healthy as possible. But I really view mental health as going hand in hand in that. And sometimes there are challenging topics and challenging thought processes on the mental spectrum. And I appreciate you letting me uh, put my opinions out there and engaging me with, engaging me on my opinions and sharing your opinions. It's all valuable. I want to hear from you. That's it. Be well out there. Get jumping. Uh, Put your own action-based calendar into play, and I will talk to you tomorrow.